Hello, and welcome to a conversation at airsafe.com, the official podcast of the airsafe.com foundation. I'm your host, Dr. Todd Curtis, the head of the foundation and the creator of airsafe.com, your reliable source of airline safety and security information since 1996. Today, I'd like to discuss airline rules for unaccompanied children. Most airlines allow unaccompanied children to fly, though usually with several restrictions. Programs vary widely from airline to airline, and no two airlines will have the same policies. In the U.S., there are no clear regulatory guidelines with respect to unaccompanied children, so it's important that you take the time to understand the specific policies of the airline you may be using. This brief overview will discuss the typical restrictions of these programs, as well as a number of issues you may want to address before allowing a child to travel unaccompanied. When it comes to age limits for these programs, most airlines have a minimum age for unaccompanied children, typically five, and the maximum age where it's mandatory to be in the program is typically age 12. Children younger than the minimum age have to travel with an adult. Children older than the maximum limit may be allowed to travel under the airline's unaccompanied child programs, but it's not mandatory. Typically, children up to the age of 17 can be involved in some form or another with an airline's unaccompanied child program. But of course, once a person is 18 or above, they're considered an adult by the airlines. You may be asked to provide some kind of proof of the child's age, so be prepared to bring appropriate documentation to the airport. Airlines may impose a variety of other restrictions and requirements. While the number and type of restrictions vary by airline, typical requirements and restrictions may include the following. Allowing unaccompanied children only on nonstop flights. Allowing older children on flights requiring a change of aircraft or a change of flight number. Not allowing unaccompanied children on the last flight of the day. Not allowing unaccompanied children on flights that involve a second carrier. Requiring an earlier check-in, typically 60 to 90 minutes before departure. Or charging an adult fare for unaccompanied children. The typical program has fees or other costs associated with the service. That fee may be higher if there's a connecting flight, or there may be a discount if more than one unaccompanied child is traveling in a group. Identification for unaccompanied children has its own unique restrictions. In the U.S., passengers under the age of 18 on a domestic flight are not required to have identification. However, the adults who may be responsible for an unaccompanied child will have to have some sort of identification to show to the airline to either drop off or to pick up the child. While the airlines typically do not specify the identification required for the adult, the same kinds of photo identification that an adult uses for airline travel should be sufficient. A passport, driver's license, state ID card. While it's not required for the children, it's probably a good idea for older teens to have a valid photo identification, especially if the child is old enough to not be required to travel under the airline's unaccompanied child program. Airsafe.com recommends the use of identification that would be acceptable for domestic travel and that does not contain the child's home address. A U.S. passport is especially attractive because it does not include any address information. The same is also true for passports from many other countries. State-issued photo identification cards are typically issued by the same organizations that provide driver's licenses. If you use a state identification card, it may be wise to use an address other than a home address in order to safeguard your child's privacy. Whenever possible, you should escort your child through security and preferably all the way to the seat on the aircraft. Many airlines require that you escort the child at least to the departure gate. Also, the person picking up a child should be waiting at the gate at the arrival airport if possible. For either dropping off the child or picking up the child to get through security, you may have to go to the check-in counter and obtain an escort pass or a similar document from the airline in order to enter the secure area near the gates. If you're not allowed to escort the child either to or from the gate, 
make sure that an appropriate airline representative is personally escorting the child. Within the airport and on the aircraft, the level of supervision that the airline has for an unaccompanied child will vary by the airline. It's very unlikely that the airline will designate one or more adults to be at the child's side, either at the airport or in the aircraft. While in flight, the child will likely be supervised by the flight attendants. Make sure that the flight attendant, preferably the chief flight attendant, is aware of the unaccompanied child. Also make sure that the child understands that if there's a problem during the flight, they should contact the flight attendant immediately. If a child has to make a connecting flight, make sure that that child understands that an airline employee has to escort the child from one gate to the other. If the child has to wait for a connecting flight, they will not likely have an airline representative at their side. They're more likely to be just within the eyesight of the gate agent. Make sure that your child understands they need to stay within sight of that responsible airline employee. During the typical flight, there are no delays or no diversions, and the airplane arrives more or less on time. Things may get very complicated if the airplane has to be diverted or delayed. Also, a connecting flight could also be delayed or canceled. Typically, the airline will contact the persons responsible for picking up or dropping off the child and make alternate flight arrangements. This could include arranging alternative transportation back to the original airport, arranging a later flight to the original destination, or arranging a flight to a different airport where a responsible adult can pick up the child. Depending on the airline's policies, if the flight is delayed overnight, the airline may place the child in a hotel room under the supervision of an airline representative, in a hotel room alone, or in a hotel room with another unaccompanied child. The airline may also have a policy where it takes no responsibility for overnight accommodations for an unaccompanied child and will turn the child over to the local authorities for the night. It is important that you have a clear understanding of the airline's policies before you buy the ticket. Even after purchasing the ticket at the airport, it may be a good idea to ask an airline representative for a printed copy of the airline's policies on unaccompanied children. Also print a copy of any policies that you may find on the airline's website. If for some reason when the child arrives at the destination airport, there's no responsible adult to pick up the child, what may happen next will depend on the airline's policies. The airline will make an effort to contact the person who was designated to pick up the child, and if there is some sort of short delay, there probably will not be a problem. If no one can be contacted at the destination, the responsible adult at the departure airport may be contacted to discuss alternatives. For these reasons, it is very important that the airline have several alternatives for contacting the responsible adult at both the destination and departure airports. If no one is available to take responsibility for the child, the airline may have to turn over the child to local authorities. If a child is traveling unaccompanied on an international flight, there may be additional requirements beyond what the airline requires. Depending on the circumstances, you may need to have additional documentation to allow a child to leave the departure country or to enter the destination country. Contact the appropriate authorities for each involved country to ensure that all requirements are being met. Back on the subject of connecting flights, while you may have arranged for your child's travel through one airline, the child may end up on a partner airline for some or all of that child's trip. Check with the airline to see if your child's trip will involve a subsidiary or another airline. If this is the case, review the policies for that other airline, and if one or more of these policies are not acceptable, make alternative arrangements. It may seem that having an unaccompanied child fly in an aircraft is a somewhat complicated situation. But if you just focus on the basics, if you keep in mind the main things you have to keep track of, it shouldn't be an issue. A really short checklist for an adult who's arranging for a trip could include the following. 
First and foremost, review that airline's written policies before making your reservation. You should also find out how to contact the appropriate airline person at both the departure airport and the destination airport. You have to provide the airline with some contact information. Provide them with at least two ways to contact a responsible adult, preferably two or more responsible adults, at both the departure airport and the arrival airport. Have the child carry a copy of that same contact information. Make sure that any responsible adult who will drop off or pick up the child has a valid photo identification. If possible, escort your child onto the aircraft. Remain at the airport at least until the aircraft takes off. Check on the progress of the flight, and if the flight will be delayed or diverted, contact both the airline and responsible adult at the destination airport. If the child is able to use the telephone, provide the child with the means to make phone calls, change, a phone card, cell phone, etc. In addition to the short checklist for the adults, the child has their own little checklist they should use. At the airport, find out what person from the airline is responsible for you. While waiting to board your flight, stay in the gate area in sight of the airline employee who is responsible for you. If you have to leave the gate area, make sure that an airline employee is either escorting you or is aware of your location. In the airplane, make sure you contact the flight attendant if there are any problems. When you get on the airplane, ask the flight attendant if you can be seated so that no one is sitting next to you. This review of airline policies for unaccompanied children brings to mind the top 10 safety tips for children traveling alone that was developed by airsafe.com some years ago. An updated version of that list is available on the site, and here are the highlights from that list. Tip number one, consider the maturity of the child. Although airlines allow children as young as five to go on a plane unaccompanied, if you have a choice in the matter, you should consider delaying that until the child can handle things on their own. A rough rule of thumb at airsafe.com is the following. If a child can go on a city bus, go downtown alone, conduct some sort of business, such as go to a library, get on the bus and come back home, and if they can do that in a way that makes the parent or the adult comfortable, then they're probably okay with traveling unaccompanied and can deal with the situations that come up. If the child doesn't have that level of maturity, you may want to think twice before putting a child on an airplane. The second tip, which we've discussed before, is to coordinate with the person who's supposed to pick up the child. Make sure they know how to contact you, you know how to contact them, and each person knows how to contact the airport. You should also tell your child what to expect on the airplane, especially if they're a first-time passenger or an infrequent flyer. You should discuss the appropriate behavior a child should have in the airplane. Common sense for general behavior should apply, as well as common sense when it comes to the behavior around strangers. We hope this review of policies for unaccompanied children has been useful to you. At the website airsafe.com, there are a variety of resources, both for children and adults, with respect to flying safely on airlines. Things such as the top 10 safety tips for children traveling alone, use of child restraints on aircraft for toddlers and infants, tips for novice flyers, as well as safety tips for children traveling alone. Well, it looks like that's all the time we have for this show. I'd like to remind all my listeners that this podcast is sponsored by the Airsafe.com Foundation. This nonprofit organization is responsible for this podcast and for a variety of other efforts to further the public's understanding of aviation safety and aviation security. For information about the foundation or to make a tax-deductible donation, please visit the foundation at airsafe.org. 
For more information about airline safety, you can find us at airsafe.com. That's A-I-R-S-A-F-E dot com. Or type the words airline safety into your favorite search engine. We're probably on the first page of results. Feel free to write to us at our email address, theconversation at airsafe.com. And we'll see you next time.